Well, guys, we did it. We hit half a million downloads on the Bible Explained podcast. Woohoo! Thank you to everybody who helped achieve that milestone. And so today, as promised, I am going to be sharing with you the CD that my sister and I made many years ago, back when my sister was still a part of the IFB church. So we're going to be sharing that with you today, but also we're going to be talking about the IFB church, in other words, Independent Fundamental Baptist, and some of the requirements the IFB church has with music, with dress code, with Bible translation, and also the crazy story of the behind the scenes of making this CD. So my sister Jamie is here joining me today on the podcast. So stay tuned because you have a lot to look forward to on today's special half million downloads podcast episode. All right, James. So hi. So we're going to discuss this absolutely ridiculous CD, right? I'm going to guess people think that it's like a project that you and I did when we were kids and like try because I, I hinted that I'm going to show them this CD that you and I recorded. And so I'm guessing that people actually think that it's like something from like 1997 <laughs> right. that you and I like did when we were kids, basically. <laughs> No, were you an adult though? You were a teenager. I, I was a teenager. So, I mean, I was kind of a kid. I, I It was my graduation year, actually, when the CD came out. Hmm. And, and to clarify with it, I don't, I still in many ways like the selections on it. They're great songs. They are great songs and we did our best to make them not great. Let's put it that way. No. And it, that was unintentional. That was unintentional. We try, We did our best. We did our best with what we were allowed to do. And I will say that just listening to the radio versions of these songs, if they have them, would be just a better alternative for anybody who wants to do that. So Yes. So let's get into the CD. It is a legitimate CD. Like we went to a recording studio to do this CD. It's not something that we just produced but in our backyard. It's not legitimate in the fact that if you ask Google to play it, Google's not going to play it. It's not anywhere to be found um, except on one website. So Yes, and you can purchase it from that website. Yeah, you still you can. you still choose. It is there. There's like no digital copy of it anywhere though. So my husband, in order to like do this episode, my husband had to burn the CD that we have and create like a digital copy for us to actually play it. Mm -hmm. We are still working in 2005 mode right now. Yes. The company we went with, well, I shouldn't say we. It's basically you, Jame. I, I helped you out. Okay, so I don't want to take credit for the CD that much because I sang three songs on it. It was really Jamie's thing. So so let's clear that I up first. I dragged you in. I dragged you in. Oh, I wanted to do it. Are you kidding? <laughs> Yeah. I'm so excited, James. It was fun. So it was fun. What happened was, you know, I bet I wanted to make a CD for a long time and kind of my voice. I would, I would kind of self-describe my voice as like somewhere in between a 1995 Disney princess and an opera singer. Okay. So I'm like within that realm. That's kind of how I feel like I sing. Um, She's basically Jody Benson. 
Jodie Benson was like my childhood hero for singing the Little Mermaid, uh, you know, actress. So, yeah. um, I went wanted to do a CD and I prayed about it and I I was just like, man, you know, if I ever got that opportunity, that would be really great. So, one day the pastor at the Independent Fundamental Baptist Church that I went to actually said, "Hey, I'd like for you to go and record this CD." And, you know, pick out the songs and, you know, let me know. And our our church is going to do this mm-hmm. and, and we're going to have them at the church and we're going to give them out to visitors that come and all, you know, all that kind of stuff. So I was just like, oh, that is so awesome. Like I, I finally get to do the CD. It's going to be so much fun. And Jen and I love to sing together. So I was like, can I invite my sister to do a couple duets? And he's just like, yeah, yeah, you could do that. So I called and we were off to Southern Indiana to record in a few months. So that was kind of how it happened. And so what is the name of this CD in in case anybody is interested in looking it up? It's called Behold Your God. You can find it on Faith Music Missions if you'd like to. (laughs) Um, You can listen to a sample of every one of the songs or I think you can purchase it for $15.95 and I, I do not know if you purchase it. Jen does not know. That has nothing to do with us. That is that they it belongs to that company. Yes. So, or that mission. Jamie yes. gets nothing from the, the sale. Neither of us get anything from the sale of this CD. Just so I wrote know. none of the songs. They were all songs that um, I picked or they were picked for me. And so I do not own the rights to any of those songs, but um, that company apparently sells them for mm-hmm. their- so if they sold any, I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I know one person bought one. Yeah. Shout one person out, we Wendy. know. Yeah. Hi, Wendy. <laughs> so I, yeah. I, I want to say, though, we are going to play one of these songs for you guys. I want to break it up into little sections because I'm not really sure if we'll, we'll get like copyright struck for it. So I want to like break it up and we'll talk about it. We'll play like a little bit pause it and then talk about that that bit or talk about something regarding this CD because it's actually a pretty interesting story and I didn't know a lot of the story about this CD until like last night when you told me some of these stories or like recently when we first started talking about this CD I'm just like oh that that was what was going on behind the scenes and of course it all is involving like the IFB IFB church Yes. And it it is kind of bringing something that was like a dream for me. And it kind of turned into somewhat of a nightmare, a a lot of guilt um, wrapped up in this. So yeah, it, it, I don't know, kind of strange. Well, why don't we get into the IFB movement? For those of you who haven't, haven't uh, listened to the interview I did with Jamie and Mike, my sister and brother-in-law about the IFB church, I recommend that you go and listen to that because it was a fascinating interview about some of the inner workings of the IFB church. And IFB stands for Independent Fundamental Fundamental Baptist, which is why we just say IFB. (laughs) So, right. Yeah. So, um, James, you were part of the IFB church for many years, as was I. You were in it a little bit longer because you and your husband, Mike, were working at the church. Mm-hmm. And so um, he was the, the youth leader. You were the assistant, right? You were a secretary. 
I was a secretary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So talk a little bit about that and then talk about um, the CD a little bit more in depth and we'll play a little snippet of that song. Okay. So the church, um, that was after we graduated from an IFB college. If you're wondering which one, it was Crown, Crown College of the Bible um, in Powell, Tennessee. It was a uh, the church that Jen and I grew up in, the pastor came from that college. And so we took a college trip and I was like, oh, quaint little beautiful place. I'd love to go to college here. You know, I kind of wanted to meet a husband there. I did. That was the plan. That's kind of a plan when you go to a college like that. And so Mike, my husband and I met at this college and then directly after getting married, which was basically after graduation, um, that summer, we went to a church in Ohio to work and we were there for nine years. So an independent fundamental Baptist church is they will say that it's the way church used to be or the way church should be. Um, they are very big on rever- rev- like revering God, which is a good thing. They are also very big on following a lot of rules and standards that you don't find in the Bible, but they will always like weave it into the Bible somehow. It's just can get into a really bad situation. There's one pastor. He's basically the ruler, the CEO, the decision maker of the church. They'll have a deacons that will meet with the pastor and they make decisions, but the pastor is the main guy. And you are taught that you are supposed to respect him uh, at all costs. As a secretary, I was given a CD to listen to um, from training that told me how to be like iron bars for the pastor. So basically, the pastor is not supposed to have anybody like bother him. You are the one in the front office. And so you, if if he can't talk to them, you deal with it. If they're going to get mad at somebody, they better get mad at you. And he's very busy. So you may not be able to let everybody in. He doesn't have time for that. He's too important. So you deal with it. And if they get mad at somebody, it better be you because you're not their spiritual leader. He is. So that was kind of what it was. So as a woman, I was expected to wear skirts and dresses at the church at all times. Um, some, Some churches are a little more lenient or more strict on that. So basically, when I think of an IFB church, um, I'm going to think of your pastor is number one. Skirts and dresses are for women. That's important to be really respectful at church. It depends on what pastor you have to see how lenient that is. The skirts and dresses are really important for them because you just want to make sure that you're not causing a man to stumble with your, you know, attire. And so I was expected with one pastor to wear skirts just at the church. And then I could wear whatever I wanted at home and to the store. But then another pastor came in. He said, no, you wear skirts all the time unless you're in bed. And, you know, weird stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That comment. (laughs) He's like, I don't care what your wife wears to bed. Everywhere else. Yeah. That's what that's what he told. That's what that pastor told Jamie's husband. Yeah. And and Mike was you listen because that's your pastor. Right. Uh, that's what is expected of you. And you're on staff too. So especially staff members are, you know, supposed to abide by this. Um, so skirts and dresses are important. Um, music. Oh, KJV Bible. That's a big one. Any other version 
might be considered a perversion instead of a version, including New King James Version. And um, so you don't use anything else. You know, ESV, forget it. NIV, they call it HIV. I mean, it's just... <laughs> they will not allow anything else you're gonna read the kjv and it doesn't matter if you don't understand it because if you don't understand it that means you're not spiritual or you may not be saved because god is not enlightening you even though you know you just don't speak that language anymore so that's going to bring us to something into the cd a little bit with this song that we're going to play for you and with music within the ifb church it's going to be very conservative um, so drums are of the devil, you know, it's like Haiti and you're going to summon up voodoo or something like that. If you have drums, electric guitars, they're angry and mean, you wouldn't use that. So you use piano. That's what you're going to use. And you might be allowed to play like an acoustic guitar, like maybe, maybe, but that would be like for special music. And the pastor might be very like, well, depends on who it is. Um, you might have an older organ, but you would never find something like a pipe organ because that's just, that's too hoity-toity for them. So it's this like balance of kind of Southern gospel without drums. And that's what you're allowed to have. So yes. when we had the CD made, um, we were allowed to pick certain songs, certain composers, and contemporary Christian music is highly frowned upon. It's very worldly, unless... Explain what you mean by by contemporary Christian music first. Anybody that's popular on the radio. So it doesn't even have to. We're not even talking about like skillet or something that's more heavy. Like, you know, people might not like the sound of it, but it's it's anything that is kind of popular. Michael W. Smith. We're not going to touch that. We're not going to touch like Stephen Curtis Chapman, even even if they're really great songs, we can't do that. Unless by some, some, I don't know, just unless another college or a bigger church has already like approved that song and put a CD out, then that's fine. So on the CD that we made, I wanted to pick some songs that really glorified God and that were true because a lot of the songs that you sing in the IFB churches kind of sound like merry-go-round music. They're kind of weak. Um, they'll talk about Jesus and they will like say stuff that's like, okay, but it's, it's, it can be really strange music. So I really want wanted... to, that's not, I want to say uh, regarding hymns, the IFB church does sing hymns. Mm -hmm. And I'm not I'm not against hymns. There are some hymns that I absolutely love. Like, for example, like How Great Thou Art. It's like one of my favorite hymns basically ever. And so, yes, they do sing hymns and they do sing some God honoring things. I, I would even argue that there are hymns out yeah. there that aren't exactly the best. But um, but like the stuff that they produce, like the IFB church because they do, they do produce like their own CDs. It's very strange music. Yeah, a lot of weird rhyming words, uh, just not so good. Yeah. Um, but if you, if a college or something comes out with a CD with and like agrees with this music, kind of like how deep the father's love, then 
you are, you have a free pass because it's like, oh, oh, that is a beautiful song. And I'll tell you a funny story about this. Um, when I was in college, we didn't have access to internet like we do today. It was kind of like expensive and you had to have like a card that you stuck in your computer and I'm dating myself, but you didn't have like the access to immediate information. And so one day I heard the song, it was a group in our chapel, like our, our chapel that every college student had to go to. Um, there was this girls group that sang three of them and they sang how deep the father's love by Keith and Kristen Getty, which is still one of my favorite songs. And it is on the CD. Um, and I heard the song and it was so powerful to me. I, it was the only song that has ever made me cry. The first time I heard it, it was so beautiful. And I thought that is amazing. So, you know, they, they sang it a couple times, even though it's contemporary Christian music, they made that pass for everybody to be able to use this okay song. So there was a rumor going on in the college and they never said it like from any like of the teachers, but the kids were talking about or the students there. And they were like, do you know how we got this song? How deep the father's love. And we're like, no, where did it come from? And we didn't know. Cause we were like, you know, kind of like in a hole, like we don't know anything about contemporary Christian music. So super embarrassing that I actually fell for this. Like I, I believed this guys. I'm, this is so embarrassing to admit. Um, they were like, yeah, pastor, the pastor of the church, he was over in England. And like, like the pastor, college. the pastor of the college of you the attended. College. Yes. Yeah. Pastor of the college. And they were, they started a school in England and they were really into England. So he was over in England for a while. And they were like, he was in this old library at an old church or something. And he opened this book and it was dusty and he dusted it off and opened it up. And inside was this old, old hymn, how deep the father's love. And they're super dramatic. And we were like, Whoa. I even heard one like version of the story that he was looking and it was next to a garbage can or in a garbage can. He took it out and was like, this needs to be revived. And we were like, this song was revived. <laughs> like, I'm not making this up. I'm not making this up. If you, I, I'm, it just was like this. So when so I, your college believed that the pastor of the college had found this apparently old hymn Keith and Kirsten Getty did in a trash can <laughs> in England mm -hmm. in an old library and somehow like revived it and put it to music and then gave well, it, it to your to college. It must have been a hymn. And so he was like, I know these girls could do this justice. This is just something from, you know, 1792 and it needs to see the light of day again. You know, and we're so mesmerized by the song because it was so it was good because it was, you know, contemporary Christian music, right? And we're used to this like merry-go-round music that they they write new music in the IFB, but they make it sound like it's from like 1950. Like if you hear a merry-go-round at the zoo or at a carnival, that is basically every new independent <laughs> fundamental Baptist song. Okay. And maybe it's changed, but when I was there, so... We were okay. just mesmerized by the song. Let, let me explain something, though, that's kind of embarrassing. Also, I had no clue that How Deep the Father's Love wasn't from 1790s until like three years ago. 
when my worship leader, Mark, performed it. And I'm like, oh, I love this old hymn. He's like, it's not that old. I'm like, what do you mean it's not that old? It's very old. And he's like, no, this is like maybe 15 years old or something like that. I can't remember what he said, but he's like, it is not that old. I'm like, it's not. And like my mind was blown because I had heard it on the CD that we did. And I thought that it was a very old hymn because I I knew that the IFB church only did old hymns pretty much unless they created their own music from, you know, the merry-go-round <laughs> at the right. carnival. Yeah. So we liked the song. Yeah. When I found out, like, I don't know, I got internet and some or something, or I just, you know, in Christ alone is probably one of the most popular Christian songs, you know, ever, right? It's, it's timeless. It's beautiful. And it was like, Oh, Oh, the same people who did that did how deep the father's love. And I was like, Oh my goodness. And now they are, you know, some of my favorite artists but um I don't know that's kind of embarrassing so that's the mindset it's this like pastor like he's so wise so all-knowing so godly you know and that's just the attitude so um anyway when I was picking some of these songs I really wanted um like the CD for the CD for the CD when I was picking Mm -hmm. the songs for the CD after I was asked to make it I was like I want to pick the best hymns that I can come up with that I'm allowed to do or the best songs. And by this time I knew what contemporary Christian music was. And I was trying to like squeeze some of it in there. And like, I had some pushback from the pastor and he was just like, Hmm, no, I don't know about that. Mm, no. And so he had said no or yes for a couple things. And I was happy with what I was al- allowed to get away with, but also um, he had some say in some of the songs also and including so the one, one we're gonna play yeah the one we're gonna play was his pick and i was just kind of like okay I'll, I'll do it but it was one of his favorites so i wouldn't say that there's anything necessarily biblically wrong with the song but it's just yeah, weird you don't talk like that do it no me. do do with yeah no <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's part of, that is definitely part of it. And it just sounds like a cult. It just kind of does. And I'm very much, I have the same viewpoint as you that not all the songs on this CD were, you know, trash. In fact, I like a lot of them. I still listen to the CD on occasion. Daughter listens to it to go to bed and she loves, she loves it. It's good for relaxation, go to sleep and. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. My husband, Garrett, he says it kind of sounds like a, um, a Disney soundtrack. <laughs> Maybe. You know, what it is, is if you've ever seen Lawrence Welk, that's before my time and that's before your time. But I my mom Lawrence Welk. <laughs> grew up on it. Okay. It's like this old TV show that everybody like, <laughs> just, like ran to the TV to watch. And it was like a variety show with these women like swirling around in yellow dresses and like singing. Yeah. So if you know what that is. That's, mom that's- hates Lawrence Welk. <laughs> She'll be like, oh, that Lawrence Welk. That was the only thing that was on when I was a kid. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's like that era of music. That's that's a good way to put it. Because because the 50s was like godly. So even it's it's a really strange mindset because when I first got married, you know, my parents didn't care. I could listen to Christian music like 
new Christian music. And then when I went to this college, I was like, oh, it's, it's sinful. I didn't know that, you know, like that was the mindset, but my husband grew up with it. His, his grandpa was a pastor. So he was just like, that's of the devil. It's just perverting the word of God. And you know, this is worse than anything, but my husband would listen to oldies and like, he laughs about this now he, he does, but I would be like, he's listening to oldies. That's rock and roll from like the fifties. And that's okay because it's the fifties. But if I listen to something from 2002 that Michael W. Smith wrote, we can't do that. And so one time I came up to him and I was like, why is that? And he didn't have an answer. And that, that was one of the, he started kind of changing after that. So, um, kind of strange, but yeah, that's the mindset. The fifties, the fifties are where it's at. Okay. Not, not 1700, not 2000, like the fifties, like that, that era of perfect, perfect families. Well, apparently it wasn't that perfect because society went real downhill. Yeah, for raising your kids so well. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so let's play a little snippet of this song and then we'll talk about it. Maybe play like 30 seconds of it, Jame, if you would. All right. All right. God is good and he doeth all things well. There you have it with the KJV. Not mm-hmm. all of the songs are like that, but if they're going to quote it, sometimes they will try to do that. Like if if I gave someone a birthday card and it had an NIV verse on it, like even if the verse was the exact same or it just said like, does, God does all things well or whatever. Like if it said does instead of doeth, people would be like, and it had to have that label, KJV. So even on birthday cards, kind of strange. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I was actually just watching something uh, on YouTube. I, I don't remember who the pastor was, but he was talking about like the seven worst versions of scripture. And obviously like the passion translation was on there, not to mention like other ones, but his very last one was actually the King King James version. And the only reason he said that was because it had its time and it was a beautiful version and it helped a lot of people. But because we don't speak like that anymore, you can read the King James version now and like words have changed. Like the word terrible, it used to mean like awe-inspiring. Now it's like, that's terrible. Yeah. And that means something totally different. Yeah. God is terrible. Like nowadays that would mean something not good back in those days. I mean, yeah, you're right. Like awesome. You need to read it along with a dictionary unless you've grown up with it and you know what those words are. Mm -hmm. And so that's why the pastor said, he said, you know, it has its place and it still has its place, but the King James version for somebody who is just new to Christianity will not be able to understand it. We just don't speak like that anymore. And, you know, people in the 
independent, independent fundamental Baptist church don't speak like that. They just don't. And so it's strange to insist upon that, but I mean, they have their reasons, but it's steeped in tradition and not logic or fact. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. All right. Let's, let's play a little bit more of this song. Did you guys hear my solo? <laughs> Got a solo in there, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So obviously the high voice was you, Jamie. The low voice is me. And to this day, I still have a very low voice. I, I'm not a soprano, so. We, like to sing, we do still like to sing duets. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe we should do that sometime for like a YouTube video. That'd be fun. Just we sing should. like a duet. Yeah, we should. Have a worship time, that would be good. And I'm not saying with this CD that we weren't worshiping. Right. And and this is not about preferences, about, oh, I, I don't like, you know, that kind of music. Or No, we all have a different upbringing. We all have different instruments that we like or don't like. The sound of like, I don't really like the sound of clarinets. That's my preference. But clarinets are awesome. You know, it just, it's not my favorite sound. But I think the point is you are not allowed or you are considered ungodly if you have anything that's different or new or, and there's a lot of judgment going on. And, and one of the things that I started thinking about in my later years as an IFB member, um, we're allowed to use pianos, but when pianos were introduced in America, like, what do you think? Think of the old West saloons. Um, everything that went into saloons, like that might be a cute little story right now that, you know, you watch on a movie with like saloons, but let's think about the sin that was involved and how the people of America felt about saloons back during that time. Like, mm -hmm. let's say turn of the century. That wasn't a good thing. Churches did not like the fact that pianos might be introduced into churches. It was like, <gasps> mm -hmm. you know, it was terrible. They didn't want pianos in the church because of what they were associated with. But we mm -hmm. know that that's an instrument, all right? Because I, I can use a knife to cut up potatoes, make a soup, serve my family, serve my friends, you know, serve people in need. And that knife is a very good instrument. Somebody else could use a knife and uh, do some damage to somebody, slash tires hurt somebody. The instrument is not the problem. Okay. It's the heart behind it. It's what it's being used for. Um, that's just an instrument. The drums are an instrument. And, um, you know, when, when you read something like Psalm 150 to an IFB pastor, or you mention this, 
It says in verse four, praise him with tambourine and dancing, praise him with stringed instruments and flute, praise him with loud cymbals, praise him with resounding cymbals. Let everything that has breath praise Yah, praise Yah. So we are talking about using these instruments. If an electric guitar is now being used and we know what a, a speaker is and we can hook up a guitar and play it across um, with using cords and wires and we have the technology to do that why aren't we using that for god why wouldn't we use that why wouldn't we use synthesizers and guitars and all sorts of instruments anything that we have available to us because it's god's and that is something that i've come to realize is if i have that i want to use it for god's glory if i have a flute i'm going to use it for god's glory if i have electric an electric guitar i want to use it for god's glory it's god's this earth is god's and i'm going to I'm going to make a loud sound to him. Mm -hmm. so, yeah, thanks. You want to listen to some more? Yeah, let's listen to a little bit more. Here's the chorus again. some tight harmony though <laughs> we are sisters you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i would uh, definitely say that jamie has the better voice between the two of us for sure i i know that my voice is not the strongest but for some reason you and i like we just mesh together you're the stronger musician i guess i'm the stronger vocalist yeah actually that's that's a good way to put it we both have our um talents in music and they're different but yeah. they mesh together super well yeah we do have to get together again yeah yeah i know <laughs> you know and and for me making this cd jam this was like the highlight of my senior year of high school you know okay so there's 10 songs on the cd i helped jamie with three of them and it was like a blast i had so much fun with it this was one of the most memorable things for me that you and I have ever done. Well, we we had to like drive down. I can't remember if like mom and dad dropped you off at my house. Then we drove yeah. down mm -hmm. um, to Evansville where we recorded. And the Oscar Mayer Wiener mobile yes. was down there. And I still have some really good pictures. You have pictures? Oh, yeah. You're going to yeah. have to stick that. that I was do. The and I got the little whistle. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. I forgot I about that. <laughs> yeah, that's fun. Yep. Yep. Oh, yeah. That was such a fun was trip a for me. Good trip. It was a fun time with family. And the experience was 
fun. Mm-hmm. It was fun. I don't know. Like to me, it was a very good memory. It was a very good time with family. It was really cool to be recording in a studio and the pianist was a cool guy. Um, really nice man. Uh, one, one thing though, that really upset me about the whole thing. And, you know, this, this made me regret doing it at all. And I didn't really know what to do at the time. I didn't do anything about it. Um, like I said, the pastor makes decisions and you kind of listen. And so before we went, um, it was kind of asked to the church, like, Hey, we're going to do this. We want to have this, like, we're, we're thankful that Jamie has a gift and we want to share that with others. We want to share it with you. So, um, if anyone wants to make a donation for her to go down and do this, she'll be gone for, you know, a few days. And, um, this is the cost for the CD and everything. And so people donated and one man in particular donated a lot. Like he almost covered the cost. Um, And I was really like, wow, that was really nice of these people. And so after everything was finalized, um, the CDs came in and, you know, people donated. So, you know, I think people were expecting like, oh yeah, I gave like 50 bucks towards that. Like I get a CD, right? Like we paid for her to do this. Well, the CDs went for sale. I think they were $10 a piece. And so I looked, I felt like I looked really bad because the church, some of them didn't donate, but a lot of my friends, the people that I went to church with, they donated for me to have the CD. Then it was, oh yeah, they're also on sale now. And you would have thought that, you know, you at least get one, right? If you made a donation. And so I don't know what happened, but I, I, I can't remember exactly, but, um, that man that donated all the money and had to also purchase a CD if he wanted one. Um, he didn't stick around the church very much longer. And I felt like that was my fault. And I had a ton of guilt and this really, uh, it weighed heavy on me. You know, I thought it was my responsibility and I did this and I didn't say anything. I didn't know what to do. I didn't want to get in, in trouble or jeopardize my husband's job. But I was like, this just, it seems like double dipping. I look like I'm double dipping. I don't want to do this. Um, but that, that happened. The guy left the church. Um, I don't know if that I, now looking back, I'm like, it's probably good that he left and probably he just had issues and could think through it and didn't want to be there anymore. So I'm very thankful for that man that he allowed me to have such a good memory of this. It was fun, but also I regret that. And I'm Mm. very sad about that whole situation. I don't know. And that was part of the story I didn't know was the church, rather the pastor made you look really bad because he asked for money multiple times. When in actuality, you're absolutely right. Like people who donated should have at least gotten a CD for free. <laughs> like a CD, like write your name down. Oh yeah. Like pre-order, but donation, you know? Yeah. I mean, I got a voice of a martyr, the voice of the martyrs, like a DVD pack for free. And it's just like, Hey, we want you to pray for these people here. Here's a DVD pack for you, you know, and, or you get this with any donation, any amount, you know, like different places do that. So that wouldn't be uncommon to just give part of the product 
So I'm not sure why that happened. It, it just really made me feel uneasy and guilty and uh, kind of helpless. And like, I wish I didn't do this because the way that I felt at the time was just devastated about that. Mm-hmm. And plus you were still employed at the church as well as your husband. So there was that factor as well. It wasn't just you. It wasn't just like you were a church member and that was it. You were employed. You were a, f- a figure in the church, like a a head figure almost. Well, your husband was <laughs> anyway. And so um, so there's that as well. And that you know, threw an extra bit. We made it. decisions on that. Uh, that's one thing. We did make some decisions based on like, oh, this is our livelihood. And, you know, going back, I, I wish that I wouldn't have done that. I learned a lot. And we tried to go back with as many people as we could. If there was, I, I can't say that we like hurt a lot of people, but there's a couple instances where I'm like, uh, that was a bad decision that we made because of livelihood. And uh, we tried to make it right with at least one other kid that I can think of that we did that. But um, it's just a bad thing. I don't want to make a decision based on livelihood because God provides and we need to do the right thing. So we learned through that, uh, repented, changed our minds about that. Um, and move on. So, yeah. Well, let's finish up the CD. And then to conclude, I kind of want to talk about, um, what did I want to talk about? I'll think about it. So that is the song from Behold Your God. That is one of 10. You can hear a sample of each song. Yes. If you if you go over there, you can hear like a 10 second sample of every song. I think right now they're running a very fantastic deal of when you purchase five CDs, you get 20 percent off. Fifteen ninety five, I think, for each CD. Yes. Sixteen dollars per CD. 20% 20% off of 16 times five, whatever Run. that is. Don't walk for that deal <laughs> right there. And that was the last thing I wanted to talk to you about is the fact that, Jamie, you got nothing from this CD. Yeah. And I didn't want anything. I didn't even think about it. And I didn't write anything. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I don't feel like they're my songs I sang. Yeah. But if somebody purchased like 5,000 of them. I don't know why they would. If they did, I would never even know. Like, it, I don't know. I have no contact with them. It was just, that's not, neither would you, with you saying also. So, so I don't know. I guess that's the way it is. I don't know, James. I don't know about Faith Music Missions. Like, I, I don't really know what's going on behind the scenes there. But did you have to sign anything? Do you know anything about that? Like, do you remember anything regarding that? 
I don't really remember. Probably. I, I'm going to say probably. And I'm sure. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. You don't really care about it too much. I, I don't. And honestly, at this point, like. They probably would like take my CD off and be like, who is this girl? She's like. Walked away from the fate. So. <laughs> oh, I, yeah. If they go ahead. I, I mean, I, if they see this interview, they will be like. Rip that way off. Of the, yeah, way of the world. Yeah. Yeah. It's not going to work out for me. So if you want to get that CD, you better order it like right now before it gets pulled. So, <laughs> so, but it does have like a nice, you know, professional print job on it. I designed the cover actually. Oh yeah. And that's another part of it. Jamie designed everything with this CD. She designed the cover. I'm sure you designed part of the CD label because oh, they, yeah, the they like label, used it. The label I did, but not the inside. They wouldn't let me design the inside. I was very, I was like very miffed about that. I was like, but I wanted to do it. But anyway, they insisted. <laughs> it was just, it was a fun project, but I, I feel like it could, it was just very ball and chain, you know, with, with the music there. So let everything that has life praise the Lord and there is no stipulation on that. So, yeah, there is absolutely no stipulation, especially when it comes to singing. It actually says in scripture, like, make a joyful noise to the Lord. And when it comes to musicians, there is like a, a stipulation for playing excellently to God. There's no stipulation on singing excellently. <laughs> make a joyful noise. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. But guys, um, thank you for tuning in to this video where I revealed the CD my sister and I did. But mostly thank you, Jamie, for coming on here and talking about this CD and sharing your experience with it. Thanks so much, Jen. Yeah, thank you, Jamie. All right. I'll see you guys all on the next YouTube video. As always, happy watching and God bless. Mm -hmm.